Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, a hubbub of hilarious hyperbole for those who haven't got a clue about Norwich. I'm joined as ever by Lorne, Punt, All right. and we have the delight of welcoming the central structural pillar of the Norwich City Hall of Fame, Mr Grant Holt. Thank you very much. Uh, this week we will look behind us and down at Leeds, look ahead to a routine game against some relegation fodder, and of course take the opportunity to ask Holty how training for his big wrestling date at Carrow Road is coming along. But first, let's talk about Leeds. They marched on to nowhere, and Farkas' men brought home all three points. So, Lorne, tell us about your shin-shredding trip to Ellen Road. Oh, my Market. shins were agony after that game. Saw the picture. Properly bruised. Like, you shouldn't have seats at shin height when people are going to stand all game and celebrate goals. Safe standing is a must, immediately. Oh, your shin's the wrong height. I'm trying to say small. I am He's here. quite little. Uh, I'm on quite small I still, look, I look quite little <laughs> compared to Grant. Yeah, I am sat next to Holtie and I, yeah. I feel like diminutive. We look smaller sitting down because we've got long, tall torsos. Okay, brilliant. Anyway, back to the Leeds game. game. Yeah. Um, it was... Chrissy Martin's got a 26 inch leg. He's got the shortest legs in history, Chrissy Martin. In le- leg? Like, 26 yeah, he's got like ridiculously short legs. It would suggest he's more wide. His shoulders must be more wide he than knows, his legs he's got are like long ridiculously then. short legs. He's about six uh, yeah, tall yeah. torso. Yeah, he's the biggest torso ever, yeah. He's ridiculous. He's wide, wide lad. Went to my school. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to Leeds. I think yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you know I've got a Leeds shin pad? That'd have come in handy for you, wouldn't it? That'd have been really yeah, handy. You wouldn't yeah. have got any bruises then. Oh, hey, hindsight. How'd you end yeah. up with the Leeds shin pad? Because my dad was a Leeds fan. Ah, okay. So when he passed away, I got his um, his name uh, matching on together and the date, the date of his birth on the shin pad. Oh, quality. Yeah. That, well, so you would have had one. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> only one you've been all right. Yeah, you've been There's only one shin I messed up, really. That's the it. game. Uh, was both hideous and excellent all at the same time. Like watching it, I never really felt that comfortable. I never yeah. thought this is we're we're playing really well here until the third goal went in, and then I was fine and we were quite happy. And then when Bamford scored, a guy next to me put a timer on his phone. And he's like, right, there's three minutes. There's two minutes forty one seconds. Two minutes ten seconds, and it felt a bit like, oh shit, we're gonna throw this away. But it was that nervous in March. Well, yeah, but in hindsight, like. It was so comfortable that like. we're not even in March and he's like doing his clock down like it's a massive like thing. Yeah. Now I I that I didn't actually from from three 0 I really didn't think there was going to be a problem and, and to be honest even at two 0 because at the point of getting to two 0 we'd weathered such a storm in the first fifteen twenty minutes um, and yeah okay they'd have a few opportunities but they didn't have any proper clear goal scoring opportunities until the second half really like they they hit the bar was that was the three 0 wasn't it when I do that wonder, was for the corner for yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Goal, yeah I do wonder if I'd have felt more comfortable if I was watching it on TV because no when you're there no okay. genuinely at two 0 it was like if we concede. I think we're in trouble because the, the whole place would have been rocking. I think it's I think it's different watching from from home on the whole tension element though because if you've done it's a three hundred forty eight mile round trip to Leeds and back and I, I think that there is an element of like remember that Birmingham game we were just like oh, roadworks on the M six oh, it's gonna be an absolute nightmare if we don't get something from this it's like it makes you it, were you spent the whole second half talking about roadworks <laughs> on the M six yeah but you see what you see where I'm coming from like I think when you're there and you're in the moment everything is heightened way more I didn't feel, I watched it in the pub and I didn't feel didn't feel too too nervous at all. From 2 0, I thought we've really got this. It's because you're in the pub. This is it. That was just my happy place. <laughs> uh, so, Holt, you, did you see the game? Nope. Okay, brilliant. Um, it was really comfortable. Was it? Yeah. I've seen the rugby, that was good. Yeah, quality. Yeah. What was the score? What, the rugby? Yeah. England battered Ireland. It was good, actually. I can't remember the score. I, was too, I had a couple of beers by then. Oh, so, right. Yeah. But you were in your happy place. 
Yeah, well, no, I was actually in the hotel. I went to watch Snow Patrol. So it was kind of in between times. What's so your favourite Snow Patrol album? Empire. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's a more recent one than I would have yeah, thought. I would have thought like, you'd have been early stuff. Yeah, well, I quite like the early stuff, but as an album, this one's all right. So. Okay, decent, okay. So, uh, a few revelations in there. Exactly. Patrol, rugby over football? It wasn't the fact that I was in the hotel, so the football wasn't on. Uh, so, so the rugby yeah. was on. You didn't so. make a conscious effort. I didn't go, go on, no, football, rugby, yeah. Uh, obviously, I'd watch the Norwich game if I could have seen it. Fair enough. But, um... I got the alerts, so it doesn't really matter anyway because I got the alerts when they come through. So it's probably the most comfortable way to watch it, just getting the alerts. Yeah, I think I'd have preferred I, that. To be fair, at the moment though, I don't really panic about them because they're so comfortable at the minute. They don't really. I'm, I'm quite lucky and I'm good position now because I'm obviously going into Norwich and I see them train quite a lot. So the tra- you can tell a lot by when the training, in training's flowing, it's quiet, it's, it's good, it's high tempo without being too. Um, People snipping and arguing. It's it's still done at a good tempo and they want to win, but you can just see they're in a good place at the moment or whatever they're doing. So, and you can tell even watching the Leeds game that when you know a team's confident is when they don't just hoof it from the back and get away. I know we talk about Norwich passing and playing, but the, there's times this year when they have just got rid of it and, and kicked up the pitch. But you, you can tell a team's really comfortable in what they're doing when they're doing what they're doing at Leeds when they're under pressure in their 18 yard box and they're playing out from the back. Yeah. I think that that appeases you down. One thing about them at the moment is that I'd say the one thing with Norwich is you always expect them to score now, which is a trait where you think they at some point will... Every game you I've watched them this year, and I've watched them probably more times this year than I've watched them for a long while, you just always think they're going to score. There's always going to be an opportunity to score, and I think that's why they are where they are. They always they always give you that threat. I think you mentioned going into Colney and seeing, seeing the, the lads in the training. Something that we were, were talking about in the last pod with Delia and Michael who came on was the, the fact that now you look at the under-23s and you look at the younger lads and they're playing football in a very, very similar way. There seems to be a real um, strength at the club at the moment for uh, zipping the ball about in exactly the same way with the same patterns right the way through the age groups. Is that something that you've kind of noticed up at Colney? Yeah, there's a, there's a continuity that needs to do. You can't just... The academy is different to the first team. What, you, what you've got to do is, the first team will do first team sessions because they're pros and that's what you've got to do. What you've got to do in the academy is you've got to develop them to be ready for that scenario. I'm always believing that you can never worry about what the manager's doing at the top of it because you can, might not be there long enough. The, the youth team is doing a structure and a, and a pattern of play the way the football is, needs to be played at the moment and that's what they're trying to achieve. And it's our job to make sure every single person in the academy knows what we're going to do. We're there to develop players. We're there to develop players so Norwich don't have to go out and buy um, 12, 15, make that mistake again, we're going to pay £12 million for someone, it just doesn't work. We need to, as a club, we need to get the people in, we need to get them up to a level, i.e. Max Aarons, Jim R. Lewis, Todd Cantwell, um, there's a list underneath but I won't name them because obviously we don't want people to pinch them, mm-hmm. but they'll all come through and they're in a good place at the moment. I thought it was really interesting what Weber said about how the youth teams play four four two because he feels that it's difficult to buy full-backs, wingers and strikers. So he wants the youth teams to maximise the chances of producing those players rather than just producing another tidy central midfielder like a ten a penny across the teams. Is that something that sort of gets fed down in terms of, look, these well, players are hard I don't to think buy? You're not, I, don't think you're little, I don't think we'll ever overlook any any player. I think if it was an unbelievable midfielder and we had... If we had four midfielders like England had, for instance, when there was Jared Lampard scores and this and the other, in our academy we would play them. They would play, but they'd be played in a way where they might all go through in different scenarios where one might talk, can't we? What is he? Is he a left of a three? Is he a number 10? Is he a midfield? No one really knows. But because of the way 
he's been taught the last year is now shoehorned into a position and as I said for what he's done this year Brendy is different he's coming in and does, he's different to Toddy so they've kind of got that gap I think the academy level now the reason we're playing that is because we've got a lot of good forwards and we've got a lot of good wingers that's why we're playing 4-4-2 sometimes it does change but the likelihood if you look all the way through we've got a, a fantastic bunch of forwards coming through so which, which is good for the football club what was your main takeaway from Leeds punt from the big the big time match the big time pressure um, the, I, one of the, the things I noticed on, on Twitter uh, after the game was people commenting on the smiles on the faces so that there were all the cutaways you know when it out for corner and when, when there were clearances etc you're looking at Jamal Lewis who, who I always mentioned just giggling and laughing amongst themselves like they, they, they did not seem to be affected by the pressure at all of that game I think that's a great point, but I think going back to your original question, the main takeaway, I've sat on this pod and extolled the virtues of Alex Tetty over and over and over again, how important he is to this side. And actually, Tom Tribal comes in and he was phenomenal. How many times did you see him break up play? How many times was he making tackles that he just should be nowhere near? You know, he was really crunching in. If he can maintain those kind of performance levels... Alex Tetty's not getting a look in again this season. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. He was phenomenal. Similar with Mario. If Mo Leitner's fit on Sunday, I don't care. Play Mario Vrancic because he was superb on Sunday. He just, just, just picked up Championship uh, Player of the Month, hasn't he? Um, and that's that's a probably as much of a reflection of the fact that he's just scored a couple of goals on telly, which which obviously helps. Um, but there's spawny goals though. Yeah, but if you think about the. Um, if you think about the the change in you know you're talking about we can never get rid of, we can never not have Teddy starting in the team uh, and our win ratio when he, you know in uh, earlier in the season was still the case that whenever he wasn't on the pitch we weren't winning games but like Vrancic is an example of someone who this time last season you just think what have we bought here you know not not physical enough but you, know, you said that it's not easy I wasn't, though, is I wasn't it? the only person who said that. You know, he 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 was slow to win people over. Yeah, you're right. Um, and and th- this season he's now one of the first names on the team sheet. But then you can't just expect people to come in from outside of England per se to come in and just hit the ground running. It just doesn't happen. As I said before, the championship level is probably the hardest thing you'll ever be involved in. Premier League's different. You know what you're going to get. They're brilliant. They do this. They do that. They're going to keep it, keep it, pass it around you, and that's how they're going to play. As good as they are, fantastic as they are, but you expect that from good players. The trouble you got in the championship, they run harder. It's unpredictable. You don't know what you're doing. Last year they were a little bit. The manager, the staff, were still trying to find their model of how it worked in the championship. I think if you look at a Daniel Farker. Um, squad and the way they played last year compared to this year you didn't see as many times the, the two wide men rolling as much as you did you didn't see all of a sudden Vrankic might be on the left hand side and Steepman's in that hole that didn't happen last year it was very much Madison was the 10 Madison stayed in the middle get the ball to Madison hopefully he slides people in or the wide men stay wide uh, but it's not like that it's a lot more fluid this year so lots, that's a point on that on, on Madison so Madison was a 10 8 4 2 it was I want the ball and he was going and collecting the balls from everywhere like someone in five a side like I'm clearly the best player here so give me the ball have you have you been in have you any of the 17 clubs Wikipedia says you play for have, have you been in a squad where there's been a player like that who has maybe either the, the team has set up well, so much to play through them it's maybe been to the detriment of, of the rest of the, of the squad no I think it's just when it fits I think it's just when it fits it's like would you have Madison back tomorrow? Absolutely. I'd take him back in a heartbeat. 
I think if he played in the team that Daniel done this year, he'd probably score more goals than he scored last year. I think we'd be a lot better position than we were last year because he's a fantastic player. I don't think it's a case of everything through Madison. I think the trouble we had last year was no one was scoring up front, so someone had to score. Madison had to do something. So maybe times you would get him in the ball in areas because he can shoot and he can score. I think they were ran, ran out of options too many times last year. That's why Madison ended up getting the ball. I don't think it was a problem because you'd have him back in that position 100%. Everyone would take him back right now and keep him. I think this year, it's just a case of the manager had his philosophy last year. 75% of it they got. And I think this year they've added the 15% and they've now finally got it. And I, I think, think I think also the, the, the familiarities. So you mentioned Brancic and Stephen, they've had that extra They've had the, uh, they've they've had seen the extra year. They've of, seen what they're trying to each other. Yeah. It's like anything. When, when you first go into any job and you start looking at it, yes, you know what you're doing because you, you wouldn't be in that job otherwise. You don't go in thinking, I don't know what I'm doing here. If you go for a job and you need to get the job, you know what you're getting into. When you go from, say, a, low, a lesser company where you're dealing with one-to-one and all of a sudden now you're going, you've got hundreds of people, it job changes. So it takes a while to adapt, to, to know what everyone's going to do, to know what the championships, to know I can do this, I can play this game. And sometimes a little penny drops that I am good enough to play in this division and I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. I think what you get is some lads come in and they try to do too much more than they actually feel they need to do. And I think that's just the case of this year. The group knows what the manager wants, and it's worked with them. Max Aaron's arguably, is probably the best right-back in the division. At the start of the season, he wouldn't have played. It was only the fact of injuries that Max got in. Yes, we all know, we all know the academies are fantastic. Well, the last scum game, the away game, was that was his first league appearance. Exactly. And you, you put him in, but that's because people know his quality. People behind the scenes, Stuart Webber... People in the building knew how good Max Aaron's was. It was just a matter of time of when he was going to get in. No one would anyone believe that he got in and do as well he could so straight away. Not a chance. Yeah. But he's been a revelation. If you had Ivan playing, Evo playing there, would we have the same? Because he's a different player. I don't think he is. I think the Max rising to the occasion the way he was, and I think Jamal on the other side. If there's any player, any players in the whole squad, you lose. You lose them two, and we're in big trouble. Yeah, well, he's twenty-five, thirty million pounds worth of fullback. You know, on on either side, and so much of what is good about. I mean, look at the the the, the third goal was um, Jamal bombing forward and receiving a yeah. a, 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 a back heel from O'Neill Hernandez. Yes, it's a clever back heel, but if if Jamal doesn't make the right run, then Hernandez hasn't got him available to back heel to. I no. think the really the nice thing at the moment as being a Norwich fan and watching this is. I said in my preview with the Ipswich fan that's going up on the website tomorrow, he, Great I asked plug. him, Great plug, thank, you. thank you, he's good at that. Not my first time. I, was say. Um, I said to him, what area at Ipswich weakest? And he said, our fullback. Football. Put on a station. Anyone, you pick anything. He said, fullbacks. And I, my immediate response was, oh, fullbacks is probably where we're strongest. And then I thought, actually, there's Steepman. And then there's Buendia. And actually, I really like Teddy. And that Pookie. He's right Pookie and... Tribal, and I think that's the lovely thing is, you sit there and think, oh, the fullbacks are excellent, but it's not just the fullbacks, is it, that have really adapted this season. Steeperman has been an absolute revelation, coming from left wing, essentially left wing back, to being a number ten. And I think our most important player now. Yeah, but I, that's just said to Steeperman. I agree. He played in the twenty threes game last year, and I watched him play. In I watched him play for the first team, and I thought he was really poor, and I, I thought he don't really doing it. Don't see really what he gives you. Da, 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 playing the position where he was originally, I didn't get it. Playing the 23s, obviously we played, and he played as a 10. And he looked a completely different player playing as a 10. 
<clears throat> not saying that's part of the academy and that's why he's in, but he looked a different player. He just looked more comfortable. He got in the ball better. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been eating Roger Hickman's food next time. It's getting amazing. But that's true, isn't it? Plug, go. That's for you, because you said you want to go there, Pony. So, but it, he just looked a different player. So we're not saying it's off the back of that that he's now a number, number 10, but he just looked a better player. And he's another one, I think... His wife's over here now. Uh, he's got a girlfriend. His wife got a girlfriend. Of, I want to say he's got two. Uh, his daughter's over here now. He's now settled. He's got his house. They've all moved in the area. They're, they're more, all more complete now. They're, they're, they're settled now. They're, your lifestyle kind of dictates what goes on. If you're happy at home, happy happy wife, happy life and all that. And they just all look settled now. And the, the, the hours that they do at the training ground, for the weather's not seeing it, they train at four o'clock on a Tuesday. They do all different, diverse stuff. It's all changed, and but you've got to be comfortable at home to make sure that all that works for you. And I just think they're a lot more happy this year. I think the whole group just seems completely easier. One of the listener questions we got sort of chimed with that and said, "How much does it remind you of like 2010, 2011 when you were there in terms of the just the atmosphere around the place? Is it similar or is it different?" Um, just the big <coughs> one promotion season. Yeah, and then yeah. similarly, I think then it's, into the championship. Um, I don't think you answer that question to you in the dressing room. Obviously, I, I know it's a good dressing room because I, I see them and they all laugh and joke and they're all kind of together kind of thing. So, which is very much to similar to we were. Um, you just look at the team. You can tell they enjoy playing with each other. Like you were saying about them giggling this that, and they're enjoying playing with each other. Do you know what I mean? That that's the the most important thing. And I think when you get momentum and you get another thing, the great thing is it's very similar to us. Where no one expected us to get promoted. No pressure, and no one expects you. The pressure will come in another month's time. That's when pressure comes. When you're sitting in mid-March, getting re- ready to Easter, getting rid of them busy weekends where it's coming up and we've got three games in four days and this we're doing this and that one's on telly and that one's on telly and that one's been moved because that one's on telly now and they're getting moved today. And they're now playing on a Friday and we're now playing on a Sunday. And that's when you start thinking, hang on a minute, where are we? Do you know what I mean? And like I said, if you look at it, Sheffield United are still around. This team still hanging around there. So, in terms of the results, I'd have been quite happy. I said the other week, win at home, draw away from home. Just keep winning at home now. Every time you keep winning at home, if you keep winning at home for another end of the season, we'll be up. And that, that's the way you've got to think about the championship. Just keep winning at home. Whatever you get on the road is fine. If you get beat, you get on with it and get, come back home. And I said, this is a big week now. Obviously, we'll be playing on Sunday. Game during the week. I'm back in the Saturday. So, how did your squad cope with that pressure when you, you know, second, third in the championship is looking like you might be able to do it. How did you calm everyone down? You know, you were obviously the captain at the time. Yeah, I think I think we just kind of all I didn't think we'd really I think because we always had QPR and people to chase, mm. everyone was close to us. Mm. So Derby were close to us, um Cardiff were close to us. Everyone was close to us. So it was kind of um we're in that little mindset where I'm gonna like we, we want to be in these playoffs so you've got to be careful because no one expected us to be in the playoffs and we didn't really see that we want to get promoted but as long as we're there make sure we're there first and then so you're always fighting against everyone else it was never a yeah. them and us them and us kind of scenario like it was the pre the season before with Leeds it, yeah. it was you and Leeds yeah. it was literally like who was going to win the league that kind of thing but it was like different and then remember the best thing that ever happened to us which the Ipswich fans will hear was Ipswich moved the game from uh, Tuesday night to a Thursday. For the 5-1. For the 5-1. Yeah, demolition yeah. derby. Yeah. So they moved the date and we were absolute. And everyone was saying on our run and all we kept on hearing was that'll be the game that decides if 
Like that's the game that's Norwich's biggest fourth game. Fourth or fifth last game. Yeah, it? he's yeah. like that's yeah. the game that'll do Norwich. It's like Derby, Ipswich are a good side. Da da da. That'll be the game. And then we knew we had a. Uh, I can't remember who we played on the weekend. I can't remember who was on the weekend, but we knew we had that game on the Tuesday. So we had a game Tuesday, then the game, and um, we'd seen the move it to the Thursday, and we're like, what the hell? Like, and that riled us up more that they moved it to Thursday because we knew why they'd done it to. So the derby, actually, we were more. We weren't really that bothered about actually playing them. We just wanted to get in amongst them because they're now putting on Thursday. That was trying to knacker what we we're doing. As soon as we won that game against Ipswich, and we done them five one, that was it. I knew we were done. I knew we go up. Is that where that laughter photo came from? Is that like the moment of you realizing? Yeah, it was a realization yeah, that like you've, it was. It was more the realization that you've done it to kill us, and you've actually made us stronger. So you've done it to really mess with us and do it on the third. They'll say they've done it because they had to, but. It was more the fact of you messed around with us. We've now beat you five one. You give us the ammunition now to give that lift again because you've now done it on a Thursday. No one can roll on the weekend because we were really good at that. If we went a big win Saturday, Sunday was uh, always day off. Even if we had a game with Tuesday, it always gives us Sunday off. Coming Monday, and everyone was still bubbling. Knowing I always fancied us no matter where we were on the Tuesday to go and get something, mm. and that's the way we work best. So for them to actually move it to the Thursday probably helped us. They'd actually done on the Tuesday and would have been a bit more tired and would probably a difficult game. Well, we still beat them, but that's not the point. <laughs> that would have been four. Yeah, <laughs> well, they took it easy and took it free. So you mentioned about going into the championship and that being tricky and also you, you player takes a little while to work out, can I do it at this level? So go back to your uh, first Premier League season. Uh, were you 100% confident I'm going to nail this in pre-season or was it the first few minutes of the first game? How, how long has it taken to you thought, in, in, like, honest in your heart of hearts, I belong here, I'm good enough to play at this level? I don't, I don't think you ever really... I don't think you ever really do, but not you don't belong there, but I think you know the Premier League's always going to be tough. So it doesn't, it's not like it becomes easy, you just get used to, well, hang on a minute, if I do this better and I do that more better. But it, the Premier League changes everything. Because you've got it. If you the, the trouble with Premier League, Glenn Murray's a good friend of mine. I said to Glenn Murray when he went up, I said, "Look, you'll score goals because you do what you do." I said, "But you know, being with Chris, obviously, you're going to have a completely different role than what you've done last year. It's going to completely change." So I said, to, "I said he'd been there before, obviously, and he's like, yeah, I know.'" I said, "But this time, like, try and embrace what it is, and we had a chat about it and stuff." When you get up there, your job, your job roles are for just complete changes. You know you don't get any chances. The way I had in my head is just keep trying to score at home, because that's when you get because you you're going to attack teams. And when you go away from home, you just have to defend. So it wasn't really that kind of I belong. It was more the fact of right. That's my job role. I know what I'm going to do now in this division. You scored quite a few away from home at some notable places. Though. Yeah, but you scored at Anfield, scored at uh, Chelsea, scored um, Emirates. Yeah, scored at the Emirates. Yeah, at three three, the hell, hell of a game. But you just kind of. You get on with it really, so not the belonging, you just kinda of do what you do. That's what I always thought of. I never we went up the championship, everyone said, Oh, he won't score goals, he's too slow, he doesn't do this, doesn't do that. And you just do your own game and see what it takes you. I always believe you've got good players around you to score goals and I was I had good players around me, so I said I'd probably the best number ten that has ever been in that championship for a long time. So Well, speaking of um, best players and, and comparisons uh, when Hux was uh, on this podcast, he said that his 2004 promoted team would beat 
uh, comfortably the other teams that came after it. Um, uh, he, he felt they had the, the, the best talent um, and, and they wouldn't be able to live with... So he, he, he mentioned other Holt. As, yeah, as Gary, being, yeah. no, no one could live with him in, in midfield on in, in any of them. I can't see Andrew Sermon chasing him around too much. But um, if you, uh, Andrew, well, what do you mean, Andrew Sermon? He got the most distance yeah. goal in the Premier League. Yeah. Did I, you? I, 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 I don't think that I don't think that he could. Andrew Sermon was the fittest player I've ever met. Is this an example of you just Holt. talking shit? No, I'm taking Gary Holt over <laughs> Andrew Sermon in terms Andrew of Sermon 50 50 a... challenge. Oh, 50 50 That's challenge. That's what Hux was talking about rather than distance covered. Oh, no. But then go on, then put him against Andrew Crofts. Yeah. That'd be a good fight. That'd be the hell of a fight. We should be a fight there. That would be a pretty battle. That would be super. That would be a 50 50, wouldn't it? 50 50. Yeah, that'd be more like a 60 Yeah, me and Malky, that'd be a good battle. So. But anyway, this is this, Russell, this Martin, is Russell Martin versus Hooks. That's this, a good race. This is yeah. this Russell is his pomp. This is uh, this is Hux. How did they do in the Premier League? Yeah, they didn't do so well, particularly on the last day of the season. So they didn't finish twelfth then. No. Listen, Hux. Hux is no, I'm just here. asking a question. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just, I have to put it to you because Hux said that he I'll ask him on Sunday. Didn't. He's coming in Nicene with me on Sunday. Yeah, do so. He's brilliant. coming with me. Yeah, and so he's there on Sunday. Lovely okay. plug as well. There you go. Because we we were initially. What do you think then? Come on, I'm putting you. So your your no, I didn't, don't, don't go around <laughs> it. I just want it. Who'd win? win? For the two thousand four win, which squad? The Premier League squad. No, that's the team that got promoted from the championship. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. their championship versus your yeah. championship. Yeah. And throw another one in. This this. Well, this is this is the thing. Oh no, the, no, the new one, no chance. No, them. Th- this is no. Th- this is the point. That's what Huck said. That's what Huck said. Because this whole conversation, oh, yeah. this whole conversation came from. Did Huck think that their team at the time were better than the current lot? Yeah. And he was like, "That's not. That's an embarrassment." And then we went on to talk about, okay, well, what about the the other promoted teams in the middle? And he was like, "No, we still we still win." You still haven't answered the question though. But I'll just explain the context. Yeah. Who, do you, right. who would win? Well, Holt is here and he's a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, what nice. do you still think? Because there's a bit more of a table. I'd, I'd, go with a, I'd go with a current team out of the three. Would you? Yeah. For what reason? Because I think they'd just keep it from you. They'd wear you, you out. What do you mean? They'd just keep the ball. You wouldn't get What did we do with them? Punt it? Well, I think you were more of a... Yeah, David Fox, probably one of the best passers the club's ever had. Yeah, is David Fox a better pass for the ball than Mo Leitner? Mo Leitner's not even playing at the minute. Well, he's in Mario the squad. Mario Branch, isn't Yeah, but David Fox was a four. He passed the ball better than Teddy. Francis is playing as a six. Well, yeah, I could pass the ball better than Teddy. I won't say that because I was a palmer. I didn't want to knock his passing drills, but he's not the best passer. <laughs> yeah. So, hang on. Over a season or in a one-off game? No, one-off. It's got to be a one-off, one-off game. One-off, one-off game. game. I'd have current in a season, one-off game, I'd have Holtie's boys. See what I think. I think over a season, there is something about that 2014 over a season. Well, um, so you know, if I was going over a season, I'd then possibly go Holly's. Well, you threw in the no, over season start, but I was just I going. Kane. I, I, th- I think it is a toss up, but it, it, also there's a recency bias as well. I've seen you win games much more recently than I've seen Hux's team win games. So it'd be it'd be a good battle. Though. But Hux could win games on his own. He was ridiculous. We might so need... you're putting the current team just because they can keep the bomb. No, Lord, perfect. Just because they keep the one. Well, I think yeah. they'd. Yeah, I think. Right, okay. which they'd, is, which they'd is, do to you what they've done with loads of championship teams this season, which is keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Last five minutes, Pukia turn up and score. Which, you know, you know, we scored the most goals out of every team we turned up on the last. I also minutes. think Zimmerman, which you know, got thirty-four goals in the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> How many have we got this? We season? do know that. How many have we got this season? It's, it's, uh, just under 60. He was like 53 a couple of games. No, I mean, how many have we got in the last 15 minutes? It's in the 20s, isn't it? Oh, well, goals-wise, yeah. um, most of them. <laughs> like we I, think we're, I think we're 34 or something. Talking of last-minute goals. Not the accounting. Not the word accounting. <laughs> Talking of last-minute goals. It's a good stat, being why I'm on stats. 
Pookie, shots. How many shots has he had this year? Yeah, his, his conversion rate is something ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, so I see this. No, like it's not. twenty-two shots and seventeen goals or something. No, uh, it's about forty. Seventy-four yeah. shots. Yeah. Had. Has he? He's wasteful, isn't he, Pookie? Get him out. Twenty, twenty-two blocked. Right. Okay. Thirty every thirty-three. So he scores. Every time he hits the target, he scores one in two. But it's interesting that of the of the all those different teams, we don't have a traditional number nine, and whereas in the other two teams we did. Do you see what I mean? Like that—that that is one very obvious difference. That well, we, he's a number nine. He's not. He, Jordan Rhodes then. Mm, yeah, well, maybe he would be if, if he was starting. If, if Rhodes was starting all the time, um, then maybe. But he plays the same role. Yeah, the, we, we've got a striker, but he's not like we had. We had your archetypal number nine. I can't nine. see what you're getting at here. I played nine when in the Premier League. No, you did. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, this team. I mean, like, so you've got Ewan and you've, you've got Ewan and you've got you yeah. in this team. I don't think Pookie or Rhodes are really in that same role. So that's something where if you were going to compare them, that is therefore a weakness of the current team. Is it a weakness? Well, yeah, I think so. I think if you were going to pick, depends know, on how you're going to play football, isn't it? Scoring goals, and I and I think I I think Pookie's fantastic at nicking goals, and he's a good he's a good finisher. But at the same time, I would I don't think there are many Norwich fans that would pick him ahead of the one thing you have to do. Right, 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 how, 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 how many are picking Pookie? How many fans? No, it's not all right, all right, one at a time. How many fans are picking Pookie over Holtie and Ewan? That's my question. Who would score more well, goals? I just asked it. How Who would score question? more goals in this team, Pookie or Holt? Holt. And I think Ewan would score more than Pookie as well. Well, here's your stats for you then. So here we go. <laughs> so you're gonna put. So if you put us in the Premier League, predominantly we play with one centre forward. So you play as one number nine, and then I get 15 goals in the Premier League. So Pookie plays in number nine. There's a singular. So there's your stats. So when he gets 15 in the Premier League, it's a single. I'll give you. It. So you are you saying that you'd score more goals in this team than Pookie? You think? I think I'd score at least as many, yeah, because the way they designed the whole game. Yeah, I think most of us would. I think if you, if you, if you was in there as the nine, I think if I was in there as the nine, the way the current team plays, I think, I think yeah, quite. And then it's the same thing. If I took Timo Pukki tomorrow and put him Man City's team, he'd score maybe not as many goals as Aguero, but I tell you, he'd score a hell of a lot. Yeah, I think because that's... it's the modern, it's the modern thing of a nine. We've got you've got to add little things in. The team really play the way the way he is. I said I've done a bit of stuff this week with forwards and stuff and stats and so I've got loads of them in there from the Norwich, but it's it's the same thing. Everyone will comp- contrast and compare. Would, would he score as many as a two? Do you know what I mean? Probably wouldn't because the way players suit him. It's just it's just the way it is. This is the most profitable he's ever been. And I said it's not about how good you are. It's about finding your team. As I said, I was I'd scored twenty eight goals at Shrewsbury, and then came here and scored more goals. It's the fact of the team that's with you. You might it's not. It's the have context, scored. isn't it? It's, it's, like, it's, it's, not, it's just not. It's not just the team. It's also it's the not. way they're set up to play. Well, I think what's noticeable about <clears throat> Pookie's goals is they're they're all very very similar goals. They're all square passes or pullbacks, and he's he scores, he scored fair, the goal. He's it, lost the man. Yeah, every single goal he's got is between the six yard and six yard. Yeah. Cut off in the penalty box. That's yeah. what he's got. And it's either first touch or one touch bang. Yeah, and that's what he's good at. Yeah. Hits them early. Same with Jordan. Gets them in. Hits them early. And the good thing is that the current team, I totally agree with you, the current team's good. But it's not as good as either one of them teams you've spoken about. But obviously I'm going to be biased on that front. But then you, you just go, it, it depends how you look at them. You, you just talk there about what we said about Ipswich being like strong current side. Where's your strength? Your, their strengths are full fullbacks. 
you look at our two footballs, you've got Adam Jury, both teams, two thousand and four, so either yeah, way yeah, either yeah. way he's winning. Well, yeah, 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 and then you've got Russell yeah. Martin on the other side. So you'd have you'd have them bombarding against them too. You've got a midfielder, David Fox, Andrew Crofts, Bradley Johnston, whoever you want to put in that well Bradley wasn't here, but whoever you want Crofty, Lapping, you name it, whoever you want to put in there. You've got Wes Hulan sitting at the top of the diamond, you've got me, Simeon Jackson either side. Well Wes Hulan so, wins hands down all poles ever. <clears> so if like if basically yeah, he's getting anything. Yeah, so so effectively a team that's got the team that's got Hulan in it is also going to get. So who would? Ah, oh, there you go then. Yeah. So if you put the current team then. Yeah. Current team now. Yeah. Take whoever you want out of two thousand and four. Yeah. Take whoever you want out of my group. Yeah. And current team, make your team. So Buendia comes out, Hulan goes in, Steepman comes out. Where you put Buendia? Where you playing? You playing where's where now? Yeah, it's a ten. Right. So hang on, you're swapping Buendia. Buendia doesn't play as a ten now. Well, when 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 yeah, so Fraser um, Foster. I'd bring Huxley. Oh, over Foster. I'd have Green. Green was one of my favourite. Foster was League One, you can't have him. I'm just testing your knowledge, he was League One, it wasn't Championship. Uh, you said my lot, not specifically. It was John Ruddy anyway. Carry on. Green's yeah. one of my favourite knowledge players of all time. Right, okay. So I'd have Green in. I'd have Huxley yeah, instead of O'Neill. I'm having Max Aarons. Definitely have Max Aarons. Over Russ? Yeah. Definitely. I'd have Dr. He's never going to say Tom is never going to say I'm never going to go against Aarons. Best friend to Russ. That's incorrect. I'd say Russ definitely right back. Although Max Aaron's could, in five or six years, become a better player. Than we didn't ask that. Just give us your team. <laughs> okay, right, so right back. How long is podcast going to be? Six hours. Right. <laughs> we go to Roger Hickens for breakfast before we're done. So you're not changing anyone else. You're done. No, Russ. no, no, no. We, we, Rob Green, Russ. Rob Green, Russ. Huck's for Aaron L. Right. Okay. Yeah, Huck's yeah. out wide, obviously. Well, I'm, I'm going to have full confidence that you'd score as many as Pookie and I'll put you in instead of him. And we have him Wes in. We've got to have Wes. We've got to have Wes in there. Yeah, you've got to have Wes. But for who? Steepman? Steepman. Because if you're saying it has to be the, the well, exact Well, bear in mind then, let's now. just chuck this out there. If you're all having Wes, the current manager that is in charge, let Mr. Doolan leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. peak Wes. We're talking peak Wes. Oh, you're talking peak Wes. Everyone's at their peak. Right. What are you trying to say is no, was no good last year then? Is that what you're trying to say there three years? Because I'm not saying I that. I don't Wes. think I don't think Wes Wes ain't I don't think Wes can't work. I don't, think, I don't think Wes today would have done as well as Steeperman in that position last Saturday. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's a good position. Completely it's a big statement. Um, so you're putting Wes in. So who's getting left out? I'm having Lightner. So Steeperman's coming out. Definitely having Lightner instead of Fox. Fox. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. You can't do that. You've got to change that one. I've just done it. Yeah, Fox out. Lightner in. Well, Gary Holt's not there now. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Teddy gone. Yeah. You world famous oh. Teddy. Oh no, Teddy was in the team. What am I? No, no, no Teddy's still there. He's there now. Yeah, yeah. But I, well, you just said you'd put Lightning. Would you put him table? You've just said travel above Teddy. If he continues to play like he has. No, 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 no. It's a lot of ifs and buts, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it's, it's at their peak on their day. Everyone's having a good game. If, you know, oh, I'm having at, Teddy. At their peak on I'm their day, it's Teddy. I love Teddy. Cross was good, Donny. He was good. Yeah, he was good. He's got a Barnsley with it. He hasn't got a smile like Teddy, though, has he? No, he hasn't. He's not. Yeah. It's me, Cross. Nice as Teddy, though. Is he? Yeah, good competition that of niceness them, yeah. Him, Elliot Bennett, who you've just all writ off. Elliot Bennett's and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, would he be, who would he be in competition with on the other side? Uh, well, Emmy or... I'd have, uh, I'd have Emmy over Elliot Bennett. Yeah, I would as well. Yeah. 
Definitely. But I've um, got great fondness for it, Bennett. But I, I go so you've only put so who, was in, who was the other side of Hux? This really? fantastic 2014 Ricky Tammy about you've only put Hux in. Uh, Hux brought it out. Um, oh, thank God we got Hux in. What about Malky, centre back? No, it doesn't well, fit this team. Who are you having? Who are your centre backs? Well, what's your philosophy? Who are your centre backs? Oh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing in the current style. You'd have. Are you having Malky over Steepleman and over Zimmerman? Over Zimmerman and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have him. No, no, no. Comfortably. Yeah, no. We will. We like Zimmerman, he was nice on the podcast. This isn't a, but I don't think he's democracy. as good as, as, as Malky. This is you an argument punt. You this is not democracy. Yeah, you can have him in your team, in my team, I'm having team. Malky. I'm so, having Malky. Yeah, you're agreeing with you. This has never happened before. We've right. agreed. <laughs> Malky. So, Max, you said we didn't keep the ball, but we had like Zach Whitbread, kept the ball for fun. Unless he was injured. And Elliot Ward. I really liked Zach Whitbread. I liked Elliot Ward. He was good. Elliot Ward kept the ball for fun. I really liked Jens Bertolaskew. Big Jens, you look a bit like you. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. That's right. You only like... went to clear a, a clearance down the line and put it over the big stand. Yeah, yeah, over the jar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great ah. guy though. Great guy. Cool. Okay, so uh, who's... so I think we will clear up. We win. Okay. Mm. I don't think we did quite clear that. But well, we did put quite a few of his team. And in your there. argument's so. brilliant. They'll keep the ball. I love that. They'll just keep it. <laughs> it's a good job we haven't touched the nerve line. They'll just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting it. They're going to keep it. No, no, to be fair, they haven't really done it that year, did they? Not Southampton, Lallana, Lambert. Swansea. Yeah, Swansea, yeah, they didn't do many passes. Yeah, Martin has. Didn't Swansea beat us that year? Uh, they beat us 3 0. Kept the ball. Beat us 3 0. In a one off game. Beat us 3 0 at their place. And then we walked off the pitch. <clears throat> and they were absolutely giving it. Blah, blah, barking on, barking on, giving it loads of wear. Um, when the ball came out and they're giving it in the tunnel. And uh, as we're walking off, they were going massive, <clears throat> giving it the big licks. And I turned around and said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you. I said, when we're in Vegas on the champagne and sitting with cigars, I'm going to sit there, I'm going to lean back, and I'm going to watch you in the playoffs on that TV. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I said, so enjoy the playoffs, lads. We'll be on holiday because we're going up automatic. So enjoy, enjoy your day. And we walked off. And I always remember, we flew out to Vegas. Um, We've gone out, we've got, well, obviously, out, night out, absolutely steaming. Forgot all about the playoffs being on. <laughs> <laughs> we've waltzed back in, and as we walked, because you can obviously bet on, you name it, walk back in, telly that, massive telly, playoff games on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Phone was straight out, all the lads in there. Good luck in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we've, never laughed, we've never laughed so much in our lives. We're all going to bed, and we just end up sitting up watching it. Oh, I've cut this laughing. How much of that sort of stuff fueled you? Because you touched earlier on on last minute goals, and I think if if my overriding memory of you as a player will be you scoring that last minute goal against Reading, I think it was after yeah, you've been set off yeah. against them early on in the season. George, uh, Ian Hart, yeah. And it was it just looked like it didn't matter who or what was in your way, you were smashing someone to get to that ball and put it in. And then when you scored, you looked furious. With the world, like you didn't look happy at school. Ben Godfrey you just looked, yeah, you looked like pure rage. Was that sometimes you just get the relief of actually happening? Because the thing is, all, all the game you get through the emotion all the game, so it's like you feel the pressure, you get the you want the win, you do all that, you have the anger from last time. Did I what we'd said? Um, I just remember it's funny we played when we played Red in the first time we got sent off. The captain at the time, um, oh my god, Reading captain was it Ray? No. Sidwell? After that. No, was it no was it Matt Mills? So I remember at half time. So anyway, played the game, got sent off, gone da da da. I'm going absolutely raging after the game. 
we're sitting on the bus. Russ comes over. Can you believe what Mills just said? I said, what? He said, he said to me after the game, he said, yeah, um, that's me, that. And he went, well, you know what he went? And I turned that around, absolutely rolled because I didn't have time, changed it around, told them what we need to do. That's why we got the performance. And Russ turned around and went, we're down to 10 men. He's got the best place in <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like, no, nah, it was nothing to do with that. I was like, you fucking <laughs> I was like, what a tear. But it's like, you just make you laugh, do you know what I mean? Some of them, but some of the games is just like annoying stuff. And it goes all through the season. We had it all the time. And people, people at the first, when the players us, they thought it was going to be a given. And the way we were, everyone then knew that like you can't just take them lightly because they'll just keep going and keep going. And we were drilled to just keep going, keep going, keep going. It might just happen, right? It was happening. And I said, then that's the way we were as a group. And no matter who scored, it didn't really, no one really cared. As long as you won and this, that, and the other, and that's how we were as a group. The amount of times, like, the amount of times we lose and we get the bus back from wherever we were. And by the time we stepped off the bus from wherever we'd been to get Colney, the whole thing was sorted. So we'd all sit in the back and then the gaffer and that would be at the front and then he'd come up and what do you think? What do you think we could have done better? Blah, blah. But not in a like, we'd have the fiery thing after the game where everyone had got annoyed. It was like, now sit down, pizzas, did a chit and chit chat. Just go through it. Oh, I think we've done this. We've got turned over too early. And by the time we got to the bus, it was all finished with and we'd kind of done a debrief before we'd even debriefed it. So by the time we got in on Monday, it was all done. So as soon as everyone left that bus, that was it. It was, there was no finger pointing on the Sunday Monday it was just kind of done and I think that's why we were so good and I think that's why we were so close we'd done everything with each other the, the boys went out on a Saturday night and they'd be 18 you know what I mean you had to have some sort of excuse you shouldn't have been there and then the week after it'd be all the wives would go out together and it was kind of like that so the lads would then watch the kids so they were happy we were happy it was just kind of a, a good place to be Sexy. Is there anyone that, because you didn't play in that game or you never got to play them another time, is there anyone, if you could go back and score one more goal against one more opponent, is there one team that you think, actually, at the end of my career, I really I really owe them one? Ball's coming in, back post. It's not Ian Hart stood there. It's someone else. Who was it? Who are going through? <coughs> Who going through? I'll get you some water before we answer. Jesus, probably, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think, that's a good question. Now. I there wasn't really anyone I didn't really get back to, be honest with you. I was kind of quite lucky. Most people I kind of played against, scored against, kind of, it wasn't, I was just lucky. Anytime I, I was up against the wall and more pressure, that was my best time. I always thought I would kind of get that one upness kind of thing. I always remember, remember playing Cardiff. I've never really done well at Cardiff. That's probably one of the only teams I've not really ever done really well against. First time I went there as a kid was the fuel strikes. We went all the way down there. And I was 18. I was an 18th man sat in, the, sat in the stand at the old the old ground. Leon Fortune West scored in Earnshaw. Um, yeah, I never done well at Cardiff. Yeah, probably Cardiff. Yeah. Of the grounds that you played at, anywhere you just thought, well, I'm, I know I'll score today. Cause Swansea. Was, right, yeah. Yeah. Liberty Stadium. Stores. Do you know, the funny thing about Swansea, I made my debut at Swansea, which a lot of people don't know. I had five minutes, played for Halifax, and it was the only game that my dad ever seen me play football yeah, really? professionally so he drove seven hours um, from Carlisle all the way down Tuesday night got off work early and flew down there in the car got down seven and a half hours and I was on for five minutes at the, at the old bench it's the only game he ever seen me play so ever since that day and I've done really well for the, like five minutes and then ever since that every time I played them I've done well scored against them down there scored against them for Rochdale um, 
nearly signed for them twice. They're kind of like my team without being my team. Just always seem to do well against them, um, which is quite funny. Now they all hate me, but it was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of just one of them things. It's just one of them teams that I always. I don't know. It's just the fact that that was my original thing, and I always done well. I just one of the ones I just always done well. So when they were giving us all the stick about obviously all the Twitter stuff, I just knew I was like, well, you're killing yourself, really. Even when we got B3 and I played well in the game, it's just the fact that everyone else was crap. Mm. <laughs> That's why they got replaced with all the Huxley's lot. So when you, right. when, you, uh, when you get in stick off, off fans, do, obviously you remember it because you're clearly the type of character to remember it and think, I'll bank that and I'll, and yeah. I'll thrive off that next game. Um, do you reckon that's, that's, yourself? Yeah, I do. Um, no one holds a grudge like me other than maybe Holty. Um, if you have a league table, who, who's your who's your maybe your top three like groups of fans who have given you the most abuse, the most banter? Like, is it, it a Swansea in that top? Yeah, three? Swansea's in the top three. Yeah. Presumably scum, or do they just they just so inconsequential? It doesn't really matter. Well, it doesn't really matter to be honest. Uh, well, obviously they'll be up there because I've only really played them twice though, so it's not really. Really, obviously we're batting them it's quite easy so it's not really much to shout at you is it when you beat them all the time mm. so it's probably Swansea's definitely in there um, who else used to give us good stick Gillingham Gillingham fans hate me I don't really? really know why yeah. that's niche <laughs> Gillingham fans weird yeah always give me at Gillingham fans I don't know why it used to give me absolute pelters I don't even know why actually I must have done some of that I don't know <laughs> they don't like me they used to give us dogs boots they'd definitely be in there and then who's the other one? Sheffield United fans. They're in there. Don't know why they hate me. Obviously, I was at Sheffield Wednesday, but not really people. Not many people know that because I didn't play that much. Mm. But for some reason, they like me. You they know what like you know, well. they tell me? It's because I dive all the time against them with Neil Warnock. Do you know Neil Warnock once? We <laughs> were doing an interview. He was in the championship, and I got a penalty. Four weeks later, and they didn't get a pen that day. And he actually brought it up in the interview. He went. There we go, referee again. I got done four weeks ago. <laughs> four weeks ago of Grant Holt diving at Norwich. And I see you want another one here today for Norwich. <laughs> you want another one? Hey, that's why he, he actually brought it up. But that's flattery. He actually brought it up. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, it's in keeping. Well, I always like Neil. It's, Neil's in, brilliant. it's in Collins' uh, in Collins' nature. He, apparently, like, the, the story goes that he's applied several times to manage the club, like, desperate to manage the club. He loves Delia. Yeah. Like, proper love. Really, yeah. really, really. He's an absolutely great guy as well. Good, he's a good guy but yeah it was so funny I was literally I couldn't believe me ears. I was like he just got another one today <laughs> I was like is he about me there again tell us all about it give us the big sell no it, listen it, it was one of the things I got offered an opportunity last year um, the Knight family obviously WAW do a lot of stuff that goes under the radar in terms of charities and this that and the other they done one last week at Horsford um, they basically rang me up and said look can you do one last last year for a little boy they were doing it for in Thetford I said look I'll try and do it um, if I can get there I'll do it what do you want me to do let's come in do a little bit of wrestling blah blah we'll teach you what to do perfect turns out I couldn't do because of that barrel I said so alright because I'm quite like that and they'll kind of stick to what I say I'm going to do I rang them up and said look I'll tell you what I'll do put a show on this June and I'll come and do it and I'll train I'll do it properly and come and do it and that's how I'll do it and I'll give 10% of whatever as long as you give 10% of whatever the funds you make goes to charity I mean and that's how it started so now I skidded from there retired early and I thought I was going to do with all the stuff I'm doing now and uh, I thought right if I'm going to do it right I'll do it bigger so leave it with us I'll speak to Norwich I had a big chat with them for a few weeks they backed me which they kind of do because they're good like at the club 
and that was it. And then we've launched it, and then we've had a good uptake. We're up to about five, sixty, seven, six hundred tickets now, which is pretty good for launches. We've just announced this evening that uh, Big C are going to be our charity, one of our Fantastic. charity partners. Uh, we've got another one that will hopefully get announced next week. We've got a few good announcements coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, big one tomorrow, hopefully. I might leave it till Monday, depending on the Derby score, if it all goes down well. Um, and it's good. It's going to be great. I said June the 2nd, Car Road. What more do you want? We can get 6,000 in there. Um, the club have been fantastic. What can better people way? get tickets on the Norwich City website? Yeah, straight on Norwich City website, get on there, click on, straight through. Buy that one, then jump and buy Russ's, where's his testimony afterwards? So I can get a big celebration game. Celebration Not game. To call it All right, celebration game. Yeah. yeah, celebration game. So yeah, you can go on there. It'd be quite weird because I was there the other day doing all the plans, and obviously the the ring's going to be in between the away fans where they'll be on Sunday, and the Norwich fans are bang in the middle of the in that corner. Great, we've got the big screens going up and everything like that. So it'd be absolutely fantastic once we get the names announced and and get everyone in. And the thing is, it, you, you take it for what it is. It's just entertainment. I think what people have a People have a thing of it, oh, it's this and it's that. And it's it. One, go down and get in the ring and see how hard it is, because honestly, I'm absolutely knackered when I get out of there. Two, it's entertainment, and that's what it is, and the kids absolutely love it. And, and my little girl, who obviously has been to a couple of shows, is now absolutely hooked on it, to the point where she's dragging me to the shows when I don't even want to go. <laughs> so I said, if you keep dragging me, I'm going to keep getting chucked in the ring. But it's just going to be a great show. I said, well, why not come down? Do you know what I mean? It's June, June 2nd, football season's finished, Carroll's sitting there empty. What getting, ready, getting prepared for the Premier League. Premier League, yeah, what, what better way? Do you know what I mean? So, I think you'll see more of these down the track as well. Oh, hopefully, that's a plan. But it's kind of one thing, it's just a building process at the moment. We're trying to see what tickets we can get. Once we get the announcements out for the rest of them, what we've been doing in the background is making sure everything's proper locked down. We've got the, we wanted to do it properly, so we've got the football club sorted. We've now got the, the cancer charity on board. We've got the other one that we're going to do next week. We've got it all locked down. We've got our partners that we wanted to, to push and help. Uh, we've got Regency um, who were on board to, to be our main sponsor, which is fantastic. That gives us a bigger arm to do other stuff as well. And anything that generates, money's going to charity. So, like I said the other day, if you want to come to see me wrestle, come and have a laugh and let me see wrestle. But I'll tell you what, once I think you'll come, you'll then realise that wrestling is still around and still really really good and really good entertainment for kids two if you want to come and just give money to charity then come thirdly come because you enjoy wrestling I'll say it now give me a wrestler from the 90s Hulk Hogan there we go Hulk Hogan Oh my warrior Oh my warrior there you go see everyone tells you the favourite and I'll then go Jake the Snake Roberts and I'll, then I'll go the mountain and I'll go uh, Big Boss Man once the names start getting reeled off back to you remember it and that's how it was and it, there's a a thing with it, I said some idiot the other day was saying where, oh it's fake and it's this and it's that and I went back to him and went, do you still watch EastEnders? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well yeah, why? I went, well not that many people die in one street every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real, pal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not point. everyone, you tell me a person in London that every, in a street that every time that bloody Queen Victoria pub comes up, some get in the street and buy it in yeah. London. Funny that. Exactly, yeah, and, and that's that's what it is. Go down, enjoy the show, get down and see it. As I said, the tickets are on sale. Get the ball, come and support me, and we'll have a great day. We will be there. Sexy. Another great day will be on Sunday when we beat uh, bottom of the table Ipswich. Uh, this is the least concerned or apprehensive I've been about uh, a derby game probably in all ten years um, since we last lost one, simply because. Uh, 
in a way that I don't feel there's that much riding on it because of our brilliant results against Sheffield United and Leeds. It means that we've got we've got four points. I'll take a draw now, but a loss, I really don't think it would be that much of a momentum shift because we can put it down to, well, it's one, one day, one off result, and we've got, the res we've got the fixtures coming up afterwards against four, we've got four others of the, of the bottom eight to play after, after Scum. Um, I really don't think it will derail the season or anything like that. We've got a bit of a, a gap now to, to the teams in fourth, fifth, etc. But don't get me wrong, I'll probably feel differently at one minute as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, when you join us on that march... I'm with you, this is, the most confident, this is the most confident I've been. I just think at the moment, this is the most confident I've been. I think, I think what we'll see now, I think we'll see an Ipswich team different to what we've seen in the last four or five weeks. I think he'll get them at it, which we know, well, Paul, I know what the gaffer's like. He'll get them at it, he'll get them going. That's it. The trouble they've got is, they've got too many players that aren't at it, and Norwich have got too many players that are at it. Yeah. And that's the trouble. I said to someone yesterday, and I'm going to stand by it, I'm going Norwich 4-0, and I'm going Timo Pugli to get the second hat-trick. I reckon if they have, if Norwich score first, I think, it, I think it'll be a cricket score. No, I agree with you. If Norwich score early and first, either. It doesn't matter with them at the minute, though. It doesn't matter when yeah, Norwich score. Because good. I've seen them get a goal against, and I've sat there and said to me, mate, like, if you're going to put a bet on, get your money on now, Norwich to win, Bordeaux to score. It's certain to. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. The only way... To me, Ipswich win is stay tight till half time, come out second half, nick one, stay tight. Pretty similar to when they came with Mick McCarthy last year. Yeah. When Waggon should have. nearly nicked one. Well, it should have squared it. Waggon should have put it in. That'd have been done. That It should have been done. 2 0. But then the game plan worked, what they've done. Because last year they were no different. Norwich kept the ball, blah, blah, blah. This year they've got the added goal for it. The only way Ipswich win, keep it tight to half time, come out afterwards, nick one, and keep it tight and hit them on the counter. That's it. The thing that makes me nervous is the fact that everyone else is so optimistic, whereas I'm yeah. normally the optimistic one. But uh, again, in the preview that's going up tomorrow, the Ipswich fan that I spoke to said, listen, we don't have the experience or the ability to drag you down to our level. We don't have that game management ability to be like, well, we're going to dictate how this game pans out, like maybe Mick McCarthy. Well, the, the flip side to it is, <clears throat> when we played in the first time, we just came back from, from League One. We only played them five games in, was it? We played them yeah, before yeah. one. Yeah, yeah we only played, early. we only played them five games in, so that doesn't really matter. That all goes out the thing. It's about having the quality of players to beat them. The trouble you've got is no matter what anyone says, we played Luton in the League Cup and we got beat one 0 That that stats don't like. We've seen Newport in the FA Cup, they got beat. Anyone can beat anyone. It doesn't matter what, how good or how well you're doing. Man City can get turned over by Wigan. That's just the way your football is. Mm. If you don't get your house in order, if you don't do things right, if you don't take it for what it is, you could be in trouble. So you said the gaffer, um, so you still call Lambo gaffer, yeah. you said he's going to have him right at it. It seems to me that it's apart from league positions, it's really similar to when you boys went to Colchester, won 5-0, yeah. and he was proper up for it. He was loving it. He was loving the hate off the Colchester fans. Do you think he's going to try and do something similar? And what did he do with you boys to kind of get you right at it? No, he just said, let me take all the pressure. I'll take the, he'll take the heat. He said to me, let me take all the pressure. I was not walking out of and he went, whatever you do today, don't get sucked into these fucking idiots, these fans. Don't get sucked in there. They're going to give you this, going to do that, going to go. I was like, yeah, yeah. So this is my, in the, so when I'm in the chat, the yeah. dressing room, I was walking out, we're talking away, come on, go and see the pitch, so we're talking away, make sure the boys don't get sucked into it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking up the thing. And as we're walking out, the boxes are right behind you. So <laughs> some guys went, Lambert, you fucking Scotch pig, you this, that, and the other. He turned my way. 
Fuck off, you brick! <laughs> <laughs> I turned around to him and went, You just fucking told me to keep it cool. He's like, Ah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what happened. He'll do the game. He'll stay in his thing like he always does. Won't change his game plan. He'll say his team. He'll send them out. He'll come out. He'll go back in. He'll let the team go. He'll let them line up. He'll let them shake hands. As soon as they're going to, just about to go into their positions, huddle or whatever, he'll, he'll walk out. And he'll shake Daniel's hand and he'll get all the booze and the whole thing will get taken off all his players because he's now there in their huddle and all the booze are going to the manager. Yeah, we need this is the thing we need to talk about. So I think it's really important that he gets as little attention as possible. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really difficult for a lot of the fans to not try and vent a lot of frustration they have for the fact that, that, that it's still deemed that he left the club. <coughs> Don't have that frustration then. Look at it as he took us from League One to the Premier League. Again, just... Sometimes I will say opinions that aren't mine, but they need to be aired. My, my point is, I, I won't be booing Lambert. I won't because I, th- I think it's a hundred percent right what's been written in the week. That as 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 Grant's just said, he wants to take all that. It's like a budget Mourinho. He he wants to deflect everything off off his players. He wants to try and get them to get into the game. And I, if if we are booing and singing his name etc. and making it about him then that is something that he would have told the scum players is going to happen. So they'll go, oh yeah, Gaffer was right about that. Whereas if he comes out and we they ignore must, him... Are you having a laugh? They know that it's not stupid that he's going to walk in the building and get booed to death. They know regardless. We're, 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 now we knew he was going to get booed to death at Colchester. No, but the point is if we don't do it, if yeah, we don't, don't do rise it. to it, if we're don't like, actually, you tell me what's, You right tell me what's the difference between him going from Norwich to Villa, which is probably worse, because he left the club, you'd say, where on the rise. He came back and no one booed him. Yeah, well, I wouldn't boo him now. Like, don't boo him now. If so he takes him to what's the difference then? What is the difference? Because he's left one club, yeah, and he's went to the other one from that. So he went left Norwich to go to Villa. He came back with Villa like a hero. He did get. He did. No, no, it wasn't. He got some. He got some grief. Who off? Off the fans. I didn't hear that many I, people. I knew, a, bit, a little bit, but not 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 great. Exactly. It's so, just the way the game went as well. But actually, said, but he's now gone to there because we've had our opportunity getting back. Yeah, yeah. He was out of work when he appointed other managers. They could have brought him back in the building if they wanted to. So the club chose not to bring him back in the building. Yeah. yeah. Many a time. Like Neil went, they had the chance to bring him back in, he wasn't working. So they had the opportunities to bring him back in the football club. We chose not to do it because that's the thing. So we can't then hear because he goes down another club on the other way. The, the, I understand why people hate him for, for going to scum. Um, I, I find it laughable and I think it's just a really strange decision for, on his part because he, he, he he's in a situation in his career that... He needs to kind of prove himself again, um, in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, fanta- he's in a fantastic position at the moment. They're going to go down, unless Bard and Mako. If he keeps them up, you're, you're an absolute hero story because you get them up. If they go down, they'll have probably the biggest budget next year in the division, quite comfortably. Sunderland will be gone, predominantly. Maybe Luton and Portsmouth, they'll be the ones that are going up. So they'll be in that division. There's no one in League Two who's really going to pop up with a massive budget and then going to take it to the cleaners. So he'll be down there with the switch of the best budget. It'll opportunity to get players out of the building, get his own scoring like he done with a Colchester, done arguably with Norwich towards January because they more players came in who wanted. He then have the ability to then bring them back up in the championship to then rebuild again to do exactly what he wanted to do again. So it's like where do you go? He's done the going to Stoke and trying to save them where they were doomed and and then didn't get the rewards of it. So it's seen it as an opportunity. Say We've got some big plans for Sunday. We're going to have the fan march from uh, Weatherspoons on Riverside. Uh, we're meeting at 
before 11, because the March is going to leave at quarter past 11. I think you're joining us, Grant. I am joining you. Yeah. Excellent. We're I'm going to be in there for my fate. Like we have done for previous derby days, where we're all going to meet at uh, Riverspoons on Riverside in the morning on Sunday. There's going to be some special guests there, we hope, maybe, mention I'm their coming. names. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're leaving Riverspoons at quarter past 11 in order to get to the ground in plenty of time. The reason we want to get to the ground in plenty of time is we've got a big flag display in the ground. We can't give away the details of what that is, but the crate that it came in weighs nine and a half stone, and that's going up at... I fucking knows what where that was. Yeah. So that's going up at quarter twelve, so be in your seats as early as possible for Sunday. Sexy! Pun, ask uh, Mr. Hulk some questions. So this is from Twitter, and it's our friend Andy Bowles, and he said, ask Grant about Paul Lambert's system for finding players, especially Simeon Jackson. Well, it's not hard to look to find Simeon Jackson, is it? He just scored all them goals last year for Gillingham. Twat. <laughs> Stop me going up for Shrewsbury. Um, <laughs> what, they, what they were very good at, him, Ian and the, uh, Gary, the group, what they were very good at, they were very good and really shrewd at getting, picking a player who they knew would come in, make us better as a group in terms of a person, fitting in perfectly, but also enhance what they're going to do, but also in the, the meantime, have the mindset that they wanted to achieve more things. That's what they were really good at. Um, element. Yeah, Martini, for instance, bringing him from Colchester until he got his injuries. Uh, I see Foxy, for instance, um, getting the best out of players like Michael Nelson, um, who'd been at League One and doing it, bringing people like Andrew Croft in. Elliot like, Ward, who bounced about a lot. Elliot really Ward, Zach Whitbread, who had injuries and he went to school and play football. Russell Martin, for instance. He just brought people in that enhanced what we were doing. Even even stupid stuff like what, Danny Pacheco from nowhere. Like, so I've just read the question again. He actually says fining players. So like the club fines. So you, you, you read it wrong then? Yeah, I fucked up. Go on. Right. So what do you mean? Well, I like the fine system. system. This, this story yeah, is brilliant. Well, all right. We'll yeah, finish but that one and then we'll talk well, about like Danny Pacheco, like, Who would have picked Danny Pacheco to go in our Norwich team from Liverpool, Spaniard, in our group? Do you know what I mean? We, we had predominantly English... How did he go down? English slash fake Scottish with Russ. How, how, did, how, did, how did he go down? <laughs> Danny, Danny was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. We were absolutely devastated when he left because we thought we were going to sign him. And um, Liverpool wouldn't sell him. He seemed to love. He seemed to love it. Yeah, he loved it there. He still and then, does, I think. Yeah, and then Liverpool didn't sign. Uh, wouldn't sell him. And then he went back. And then by the time we'd gone, he he was he moved on to other stuff. Um, but you just wouldn't pick him. Do you know what I mean? You got him in from from nowhere. Anthony McNamee. Just when we needed something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bring, yeah. Pace. yeah. We bring McNamee, and he just gives us that little something off the bench. Or that's what they were good at getting lads who, who achieve. And in terms of the fines. <laughs> <laughs> this is the actual well, question. Yeah, the actual yeah, question yeah. Was in terms of the fines, he um his fines are brilliant. So what he'd do was he had he had a set list of it, you got sent off, you've got this up, you got that. So if you called him mate, you got fined fifty quid. Because he hit didn't like that, it was gaffer. And that was it. Leon Barnett was the world's worst. <laughs> Same mate. mate to him all the time. <laughs> he just got, nah, not me, mate. Oh. <laughs> but like, what, so what he's doing, he'd collect all the fines and then say, we, all of a sudden, then he'd go, right, uh, next Tuesday we're all going to Zizi's. And then it was all paid for. So that's like, kind of, or say it was like, uh, Val he used to work on the desk lemon he was like right it's Val's birthday just to let you know so I didn't have to do anything like, just to let you know you have all bought Val um, a massive bunch of flowers 
for instance, and it all came out here. Did it? So it was kind of that. The best story ever was Anthony McNamee. So, because the gaffer used to hang around, it's a bad habit. I was calling gaffer because the because um, Paul used to always hang around because he lived down there. He'd hang around the dressing room, so you never knew. He was the master of like you didn't know if he'd gone in. And in our training ground, you've got that door um, where you come through the canteen, and then you've got another door where where the physios door. But there's another door around the back where you can come in. Or he can walk on the conservatory. So you never really knew if he was going to come in. So we'd all, we all thought he'd gone anyway. So we're sat in there chatting away. This and the other. And Mac is doing his, getting his hair sword and this and the other. Walks in next minute. I see the gaffer come through that door. And Mac and me's in here. Like to the right, getting doing his hair and stuff. I'm thinking, I fucking swear Mac has got his earrings in, you know. So he's going to get fined here. <laughs> so it was £40 an earring. So per earring, yeah. So per earring. So Matt walks in, he went, and he's walking. He's like, so the gaffer stood behind him. So as you come out the door, he's just turned right, like whistling away to himself. He's looking, slinging this idea, and the gaffer's just standing there laughing. So he literally turned, walked all the way down to his uh, peg. He's now in his locker. The gaffer's walked right behind him in his locker, and I tap him on the shoulder. He's like, turn right, but earrings, eighty quid. <laughs> so but what everyone knew then was if anyone got fined you straight away said you didn't have your wallet I've got no money because hmm. he'd, go, he'd go to me and go um, he's fined has he got you got your money no you got any money on you no nah, I've, got, I've got a penny wallet's in the car <laughs> so everyone stopped bringing the wallet in <laughs> straight away he's like well give us 40 he owes you 40 I was like nah we're not doing this game <laughs> so he was like I owe you around the dressing room so anyway so he took so you had to get in the money there and then. So you had to borrow off one of the boys or you had to go and get him in. Well, the only um, one was a thick phone. So he's like, to me, you got Fashion any money on me? Mac, I've got no money on me. <laughs> he's like, next one, nah, I haven't got a penny on me. Well, he genuinely didn't have any money, so he gave me. So you had to drive all the way to thick phone, the idiot, <laughs> drove, all the way, drove all the way to thick phone services, came all the way back, walked in the dress room, 80 quid in his pocket, where's the gaffer? Oh, he's just gone in the physio department. I said, just wait, he'll be back in a second. He walked back in, the gaffer went, yeah. He went, there you go, gaff. See you tomorrow. He went, yeah, you will. And bring 80 quid in for your earrings. He fucking left him in. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know about 80 quid. That's the guy. He asked me 80 quid in the morning. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh wow. So funny. 20 quid. If he megged you, in, uh, megged you in a box, 20 quid. You got megged up him in a little rondo thing. Was he still decent? Yeah, still very good, yeah. He only ever joined in on a on a old versus young on a Friday. We used to always do it was Thursday was match prep and then we used to do all the young on the Friday, worst player got the bib. So and he used to join every now and then, but he's still he's still very good, yeah. City. So my question comes off the back of a podcast that Russ Martin did with uh Owen Tudor Jones, mm. in which he talked about the Las Vegas trip where you were photographing yourselves watching Swans in the playoffs. Yeah. And it comes from a guy called Sam Whittam. Yeah. And in the in the Russ Martin podcast, Russ mentions that a player went to the bathroom and for no reason whatsoever just came out completely start bullet naked. But Russ wouldn't name him. <laughs> Who was it? What, in Vegas? Yeah. Came down the stairs, completely start bullet naked. No, he's, no it's not Vegas, that. He's got that rubber thing. Oh, who's come out naked? In, 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 anyway. If he wasn't wet Vegas, where was it? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it might have been grown. Nah, I wouldn't have come out naked. No, it wasn't me. Um, 
wearing a cape around Shrewsbury is a different I, th- thing. I think he's got it wrong. I don't think it was Vegas. Where was it? I think it was. Um, oh, it was London. Uh, it might have been the, the Christmas party. Ah, see, there you go. Who was it? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask the next person. Well, I'll give you the venue. Get Wes on, he'll tell you. There's the night that Wes jumped in the back of a bin lorry. Yeah, bin lorry, yeah. See, I've got, I've got follow up. So it was London, I was right. Yeah. yeah well, follow up Wes questions. Apparently, Wes in the laundry basket. Yeah. Tell us about that. You get all my. You do know I do evening speaking, you know. I mean, you think <laughs> all my jocks here. <laughs> No, basically what happened was so, so obviously someone's been to my evening uh, evening women just giving all, yeah. all my things out. So basically what happened was when we were at the Premier League, I would dress and got upgraded in all it was, instead of having three orange bins, then they decided to put a table like this and four different like I was in splitting the six compartments, socks in there, shorts in there. So Muck around, we've been in, so we've done a morning session, we've done an afternoon session, we're all pissing about and mucking about anyway. Where's it? So, um, someone, uh, what's it, jumped out on him? Someone had jumped out on him. No, he was rah! Like, fucking idiot. <laughs> so, he was still in the building, I can't remember who it was, you know. I fucking get back, watch this. So, he jumped into the laundry bin. So, he's now in the laundry bin, knowing that he's got to put his, like, at some point he's going to put his top in, because we're all dressed and just sitting there anyway. So sitting around and so he's in this bin. So next minute, Lambo walks through the door. He's now came through this door. So he's now like, what are you hanging around for? Oh no, we know he's in the laundry bin. So, but when he came in, he used to do this all the time. So talking about fines, when he came in, he'd hang around for fucking ages, just talking. Cause he knew at some point, someone would call him mate, someone will fuck up with a phone, get a phone out or an earring or a, or someone will come in from the dressing room. Boys used to come in from the door. You'd hear the door go, right? <laughs> so the door would go, you'd swish the door, they'd see the gaffer, and then run back out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd literally like rush to see you. <laughs> you just been, no, no, I'm been through here. So he's in this laundry basket for ages, and he's talking, he's talking. And like, we're all giggling and da da and going on for ages. And he's like, and he, he ends up telling me, he goes, what the fuck are you giggling at? I was like, nah, nah, not me. Because he's like, I'm now in that giggling bit, so I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what are, you, what are you giggling for? I went, oh no. He said, fucking tell me it's a fine. I was like, before I could say it, you just see this little Irishman come, <laughs> come out the top of the building with like a number eight or whatever. Top of it. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, I was trying to scare someone, Gaffer. He's like, get out, you fucking 29 year old, get out of the laundry bin. I was like, oh my God. It's so funny. I think he'd done it like 20 quid or something being a laundry basket. Sometimes he'd come in and sit and talk about the game. You know what I mean? So he'd be like, uh, we've got them, what do you think of them? What do you think of them? Are they good at this? They're strong at this? We need to do this. And then he'd bugger off, and then someone would come in and get fined, and he'd be back to like joking. And, Bantering like that, so but it was good. We just kept them on the toes, so you knew you. He was very good with you. Knew your boundaries. You knew where you could, what you could say and what you could do with him. But don't take the piss, because then you'd be like, you'd be on the other side. So everyone knew their level. And has there been much contact since? Like, have you been, have you been in touch with yeah, him? Spoke to him for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I spoke to him a few times. Yeah, he's all right. Don't maybe it's managed, isn't it? It just goes round and round, and that's the way it goes. But he seems to be in a good place. So 
I said, you, you always want him to do well because I said, for all those boys, he made our careers. Do you know what I mean? We, we made his careers as much as he helped us make ours. So you've got to kind of, you can't, like, like you'd want a football player to go on and do really well. Do you know what I mean? You want the manager you've done well for to go on and do really well. Like Ian Colwell, for instance. Now your colour goes and smash it at King's Lynn. But that was my next question, actually. So the perceived football wisdom or the urban myth is that it wasn't Lambert doing the coaching, it wasn't Lambert setting up the teams, it was Carl Vahouse and it was Gary Carter. How much do you think it was Lambert and how much do you think it was the two of them and all? Who asked that? Because we got I'm No, sure I just someone, asked that myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure someone on uh, Facebook asked that as well. They're not getting the credit. Anyway, Sorry. credit to anyone on Facebook and post that question. Well, yeah. Facebook. Well, Facebook. Um, Facebook, yeah. The um, one good thing that Congratulations, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um, Ian done a lot of coaching and, and Paul to do the Thursday Friday it's Friday Saturday that was that was his thing but Ian's sessions were brilliant some of the sessions he put on um, the way we trained is what made us into the way we played that's what I would say the way we trained the tempo it, but the both were involved in it you know what I mean he, Ian put the sessions on and Paul was involved in it it was kind of a, a team thing but the way we trained I remember honestly he came in for the first 12 weeks he came in after Colchester the Tuesdays that we done was phenomenal the workload that we used to get through remember this is how bad it was remember John the Summer Bar we're doing um, a two minute run so it was a two minute run you went round which sounds quite easy but we'd, bear in mind we'd warmed up we'd trained we'd done the game and now we're running on the Tuesday and this was all in one one mode you went two minute run so the first one was you went round the pole nice and easy then you jogged back the next one was you um, done a slalom through up back down Straight one, then the next one was a little thing. Last one was you jumped over three, three little hoops. About that high, not, not massive, probably about the size of you. <laughs> not, not, not that high, but high enough. But so the last one of the set, he actually physically fell over it like a horse because he was that tight. I remember this was, this was probably about eight weekend of doing these Tuesdays. And he just said the same thing all the time. As soon as you get to Christmas, you'll feel the benefits. You won't do this again. As soon as we get to December and the madness starts of all the games, we will stop doing this and you'll be fit and you'll be this and the other, blah, blah. And I remember all sitting there and me and Michael Nelson at the time were going back to Carlisle. He was going to Newcastle, I was going to Carlisle. I remember sitting there on a Tuesday and the whole dressing room, this Tuesday was that tough, we literally sat there and so I used to sit here next to Wes and everyone was round. Not one person said a word. We literally just sat there so quiet, tired. <laughs> she took him on about 35 minutes to get up and have the showers and stuff. <laughs> it was literally the whole dressing room, were dead. And like, we just all had this nigga, he's like, he just kept on repeating to you. When you get December, you'll get the benefits, da, da, da. And I think we, that dictated our season because we were so bloody fit from League One mm. that by the time we got the end of League One and won it, because we, we had a good enough quality to win it, and we had the pre-season winning, by the time we got the championship, we were absolutely flying. And then that's why I see real similarities in the way the team trains now, in terms of the high intensity, the workload they get through, is that why they're achieving what they're achieving and is it why they're scoring so many late goals? And I think that's the parallel between the two. And I think Friday, Saturday, Paul was brilliant. He was a master of seeing. He could make substitutions where the whole crowd thought he was attacking still. Do you know when you can do a manager, you go, oh, fuck, here he goes. Two forwards off two midfielders. Fucking hell. Seeing the game out. Oh, fuck, we've lost it. That's because mm. that's what seeing the game out. He was the master of... He, he could take... He could put Johnny Elson on 
bear in mind, Johnny Allison's probably one of the best attacking midfielders we've ever had. But without everyone knowing, he's probably one of the best defensive midfielders you'll ever have. He's that kind of player. He'd bring Johnny Allison on, so everyone in the ground thinks we're <laughs> fucking going for this. We're going to get out these here. But we all knew that he's just made the most defensive move in history. He used to do it with uh, Corey Smith all the time. Put Corey on and then bump someone a little bit higher. Oh, we're going for it now. He, he's gone up. Da -da. But we all knew that. We now knew our... Because he'd done the sub, we knew what we're all doing. It was like, oh, yeah, the gaffer's bringing him on. It's like, yeah. take what we've got kind of thing. And it was yeah. like funny. That's what he was skilled for. He could read a game. He could read, he needs to come off. He needs to go on. He's tired. Get him off. Change this. I think, I think managers since Lambert have been compared to Lambert. Um, I know Farker last season was a lot of the time with a lot of people had problems, including me, with his, his use of substitutions last year. His apparent inability to change a game, second half. And a lot of that is from Lambert was so good at it for three years. Yeah. That he, he genuinely seemed to make a difference. Yeah, okay, maybe some of it was uh, a bit of smoke and mirrors with making it seem like it's more attacking, but he, so many times Lambert seemed to make a change and then it would automatically pay off yeah. like within 10, 15 minutes. And this season, Farker seems to have got some of that luck, magic, whatever you call it. Um, that does seem to be happening for Norwich more it does. this season. But, and but, and I, think it's a, I don't think it's luck. I think it's just knowing what... I think he's learned the division. I think Daniel's learned the division. I think it, he knows when it's a time to control it. I think he knows when it's a time for pace. I think sometimes you can see now, right, it's time for John to go up top and it's time for Timo to be a little bit in that pocket. Mm. He's just learned the division. And also he's learned what he's got. With having Pookie as a goal scorer, it makes a massive hell of a difference. If you've got someone on the... To be honest with Timo Pookie, for the last five games I've seen him, I don't think he's done that much. Mm. I don't think he's been... I've never noticed him, which is quite nice, but then he scored. <laughs> and to have that ability of someone in your team that is not really setting the world on fire, like Brendan at the minute, you could, you're watching him, you know, God, every time he gets it, you think he's going to do something, because he's that type of player. Timo doesn't really seem, and he goes, Poof, there you go, there you go. And it's a, a skill in itself. John Rhodes has done it for years, not been in the game, not really done much, bang. I've got to go Bell Rhodes to score again he must have had a good game yeah. it's he can score Sunday it's a skill isn't it that's what I said it's just and that's no one this year I think Daniel now knows when he needs to boom inject something different or change that and tweak that and it only comes with experience doesn't it We will round off with the Along Come Norwich quiz. You have got one minute to answer six questions. Um, if you pass, then we'll move on to the next one. So if you're, if you're struggling for a second, say pass, we'll come back to it at the end of the oh, six. Okay. What questions really are there They'll be like, what's your middle uh, name? Honestly, the guest on the questions. Yeah. So this year, sorry, this year. Ours will be really hard, yours will be a piece of right. This pod, I've tried to make him a bit more challenging for Holty because apparently, apparently I gave Zimmerman and others too much of an easy time. Zimmerman's was what was his squad number? No, it wasn't. <clears throat> right, it was okay. something like that. These two are tiresome. Who, 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 you, who you made your debut against? That was it. Okay, so bollocks. I wouldn't even know that. Don't I've made him a bit. I do really. You said once. You said Tried, tried to make a bit of a. Tried to make him a little bit more challenging. So you've got three Holt or Norwich questions each. Three Premier League goal scorers and transfers questions. Can I answer those? No. Uh, you, you, afterwards, you can, but not oh, during okay. their minute. Your time, Holt. Am I going now? Am I? You're going first. Go first. Your time starts now. In what year did you sign for Shrewsbury? Two thousand and eight. Correct. Who did you score your first Norwich hat-trick against? Yeovil. Correct. 
When you were promoted to the Premier League in 2011, who picked you to the Championship Player of the Season award? Danny Graham. Incorrect. Which Japanese oh, player scored? Uh, yeah, come back to it. Which Japanese player scored <laughs> a Premier League hat trick? What? Japanese player to score a Premier League hat trick. Son. Incorrect. Who has scored the second most goals for Newcastle after Shearer in the Premier League? Ferdinand. Incorrect. Who did Bournemouth sign from Chelsea for twenty million? Loftus Cheek. Incorrect. Uh, when we were promoted to the Premier League in two thousand and eleven, who picked you as Championship Player of the Season? Tarat. Correct. Um, which Japanese player scored a Premier League hat trick? Uh, Ka- uh, the boy from Manu. Kagawa. Correct. Uh, who has scored the second most goals for Newcastle after Shearer? Oh, Four out of six is a very, very no, good no, score. No, 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 that Newcastle one's going to annoy me. So, Les Ferdinand got 41. Oh, Beardsley. Shola Ramayobi no. got 43. No, he's more Andrew Cole. Andy Cole oh, yeah. got 43. No. Peter Beardsley got 47. Pumps got it with Peter Beardsley. Can't like Carbler. Uh, and Bournemouth thing. signed from Chelsea 20 million defender Ake. Dreads Ake. Yeah. yeah he's one of the other didn't sign off his cheek they were going to sign him didn't they so that's 4 yeah, out of 6 it's a good yeah. score John can you beat 4 I've got a good no, tiebreaker this week definitely can't beat can four. you beat 4 I never beat have four. you been revising your halty knowledge nope. oh it's about me is it uh, well, 3 of them apparently are yeah. but not, be not like, in your era didn't know that until now it'll be like which school did you go to or something your time John starts now what was the name of the club Holtie played for in Singapore? Oh. Change name now. I'll accept is, it something, is it something marine? I'll accept that, yeah. Well yeah. Done. When Norwich won League One, they lost their last home game against who? Carlisle. Correct. Who got the fifth goal in the 5-1 derby demolition? Pacheco. Correct. Which Frenchman has scored the most Premier League goals this season? This season? I'll pass off. Uh, who League. was the second most Premier League goals for, for Watford after Troy Deeney? Oh, I know this one. Uh, who did Cardiff City sign from Sevilla for 11 million? Oh, fucking hell. Pass. Uh, which Frenchman has scored the most Premier League goals this season? You need one more to tie with Holtie. A Frenchman Arsenal. that plays football. Arsenal. Arsenal. No. I know it is. Uh, who is the second most Premier League goals for Watford? Who has scored the most second most Premier League goals for Watford after Troy Deeney? This year? No, 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 ever. No, no, this is just ever. Oh, no. I've gone blank here. Um, Started so well. <laughs> okay, so three out of six is, is fine, but Holly's still in the lead. Frenchman oh, scored three. the most Pogba. Premier League goals, Paul Pogba. Yeah. Uh, just give him a curveball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, the second one is it? Um, what's a uh, Henderson? No, 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 no. Uh, it's Odion Agallo. He scored them all in that one 16 that, goal season. Yeah. Uh, and then Cardiff City signed Gary Medell for 11 million, if you remember. I've got all your ones. I think I've got naught of yours. Got all the Holty ones. Well, okay, so something marine. Yeah, Two. same camera marine. It was. Yeah, they're now yeah. Halgang Hools, actually. Yes, that's that's correct. Halgang <laughs> United. Halgang Hools. Yeah. Now, Lorne, <clears throat> four-two draw with Holty and take it to a tiebreak, five to win. Your time. I like the trust there. Absolutely no trust. No, he won't not let me do the tie for myself. Now, what was the name of the club that Holty played for in Australia? That's uh, Perth Glory. Incorrect. Close though. When Norwich sealed promotion at Portsmouth, who did they draw with on the last home game of the season? Sorry. When Norwich sealed promotion at Portsmouth, who did they then draw with at home on the last Coventry. game of the season? Correct. Uh, who did Norwich beat 6-0 with Patrick from Holtie and Simeon Jackson? Um, Ooh, should get that, off in it as well. Uh, Correct. Uh, which Brazilian has scored the most Premier League goals this season? Um, Neymar. 
Brazilian. Yeah, easy this. Pereira. Incorrect. Uh, who has scored the second most Premier League goals for Everton after Lukaku? Oh. <laughs> uh, Sigurdsson. Incorrect. Who did Leicester City buy for £27 million from Sporting Lisbon? You should get that. No, pass. Uh, which Brazilian scored the most Premier League goals this season? God, you've got to have a point to one any Tony Brazilians. Wanted, Whatever. Yeah, uh, no, this season. This season? This season, no. Uh, no, pass. Uh, who scored the second most Premier League goals at all, for all time for Everton after Lukaku? Um, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Giving it to nice. him. Is that four? That's four out of six. Oh. Oh. Is, it, uh, is it Willian or Jesus? It's Richarlison. Oh, yeah. Ten goals for Everton. Yeah, apparently. Only the one assist, though. Greedy. Uh, and Leicester City, oh. sports striker for £27 million. Hasn't done a great deal. That tall one from Islam Slomani. Who was the other one? What the other one he didn't get? The I don't know, not Brazilian. Sorrento it was. Sorrento FC. Oh, she only got three. Got no, three, yeah. I'll call it four. No, you got three. No, you got three. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, but let's get your tiebreaker anyway. It was near Perth. It was near Perth. So Holly is victorious. Thank you very, very much for joining us, Holly. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully, we can have you back soon. I'll see you in Sunday at the ICNE. That's that. Oh, sorry. Can't use that. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your time. See you all Sunday, boys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.